this episode of The Fool Nerd, what I had to read it. See, I had to look at it. And I get yelled at if I don't know this immediately. In this episode of The Fool Nerd, what Ice Lake means for desktop, a $200 Intel GPU, and where is Lisa Sue going? Welcome to The Full Nerd, episode 102. I'm your host, Gordon Ung, with Brad Charkas. Hello, Internet. And uh, Mona is here today instead of uh, anybody else. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I don't know if that's... <laughs> and Adam Patrick Murray is uh, controlling the horizontal and vertical. Uh, yeah, I'm here. I also want to give a, uh, a thank you to uh, Tony over at Silverstone. He, he got me this, uh, this new very long mouse pad. And I'm using it for the full nerd setup or the streaming setup I have back here. So why why do you need that full mouse pad? Oh well, well, look at this. Uh, I mean, I remember you like, oh, I love full mouse pads. I, I number one, I do. Number two, especially in this setup, I literally have three mice here and a keyboard, and I I can just use one mouse pad for everything. Why do you uh, need it in front great. of your keyboard though? Because really, one big mouse pad on the right side will do it all. Why do you have to under? Why does it have to be under your keyboard? Because uh, it it feels nice to have the same texture no matter where my hand is. You know, if I'm typing on the keyboard or I move over here for the mouse, it's just one continuous motion. It is nice. I don't have one. I've used them. There they are. I like that too. Really? Because hmm. mm-hmm. I, I, my desk is so narrow, I can't fit anything. I, like, the mouse pad get, is, like, tiny. I, I find it super distracting if I'm playing a game and it falls off the side of the mouse pad, too, for whatever reason, if I like go to make a big move. So having the full-length mm-hmm. one makes it so that doesn't happen. You know what's funny, too, is it does make a difference. I, I know, of course, people think it's just baloney, but I tried using a hard mouse pad, like a really... I do use a hard mouse pad, but I, I tried one with a high texture on it, and it was like rubbing my hands on sandpaper eventually. It's like, oh, this is just too much. Yeah. I love the cloth. I got cloth. Yeah, I hate I hate hard mouse pads. I really? I, can't, I can't do it. The I plastic, the, the hard I can plastic. Do it if yeah. it's if it's if it's a, a you know basically a low grit, not this high grit like you know you're you're sanding down a desk kind of stuff that they do on some of these. <laughs> you have to wear gloves. Maybe it's because they want to sell you gamer gloves. You got to wear the gloves to use your mouse. <laughs> gamer gloves. Uh, you also might need a nice uh, mouse mat if you're going to build a new desktop anytime soon. Uh, you know, kind of like that mod mat that we have with um, from Gamers Nexus. Why well, uh, I still, still want to buy one of those. Yeah, it's a really nice mat. Uh, we use it uh, for PC builds, uh, yep. and you might use it if you were thinking of building a PC with Ice Lake. Oh, in it. yeah, that's a good transition to get no, us back it, it on wasn't. topic. I tried. This is, like, you know, what it's like in <laughs> it's Adam's okay. mind. It's like hurting, hurting cats. Yeah, exactly. Cats. Uh, I actually, it is actually very significant. Cause we haven't had a chance to talk about Ice Lake. Yep. Uh, we didn't talk about last week. Right? Uh, no, we didn't. We skipped it. Well, it was, a, it was under embargo. Oh, it was under embargo. So, uh, Ice Lake, uh, about, I think Intel had about 10 different hardware reviewers down to take a look at Ice Lake and some uh, early reference uh, laptops that they have. They sent out to software developers. And, and we, we we made a good video about it. Uh, I will link to it uh, below. So, keep watch for that. Yeah, and there's also a uh, our actual pre-review, preview, I don't know what you want to call it, on PCWorld.com. Uh uh, upside is the CPU side. Uh, if you touch the really goodness AVX five twelve, which is you know in a consumer, arguably a consumer chip for the first time, encryption, AI, all that stuff, really really big jumps in performance overall. IPC looks like decent, but and of course the the big story is the graphics 
the graphics don't suck anymore, or at least you can. It, they're actually not bad for you know. I don't know how you want to couch that, but it's mm-hmm. you know basically you know low end discrete MX one fifty ten watt or I guess probably MX one thirty out of an integrated part for free. I- I like the way that you phrased it the other day in your article. Uh, we might not be able to make jokes about it. Uh, I really have, and you know, because so I, I have made a lot of jokes at the expense of integrated graphics for a long time. I could think of like we did that keyboard video one. I had the in, in, Intel gr- integrated graphics. I was like, <laughs> well, you need this to keep you from watching Intel integrated graphics. I'm going to run down all of them, get them out now. Uh, the other one is like, uh, I don't. This is a good one too. Have you heard this one? Uh, my job is to optimize games for Intel integrated graphics. I just set everything to low. <laughs> so, I mean, I've, I've made a lot of jokes at the expense, and I really legitimately, the graphics in uh, Gen 11 graphics in those new 10th Gen parts, pretty Looks decent. Pretty, pretty decent for what uh, you're getting. Well, and, I mean, it's it's a hockey stick. You you basically, Intel integrated graphics have been going like this, and suddenly you're going to go... So we'll see if they can continue that into the next generation. I mean... If they do, that'd be impressive. But. So uh, better is better. That's good. But what w- what kind of performance are we talking about? I mean, we're talking about 1080 medium, 720 high. I, you know, it's really silly because I think the at the low end, sort of like that low end kind of like lousy kind of area, everybody talks about 1080p performance. Like mm-hmm. when you talk about uh, AMD APU, you talk about Intel Gen 11, it's also, oh, 1080p gaming. It's like, come on, this is just... I don't I don't subscribe to that because I maybe it's just yeah, because I'm yeah to me it's like you know don't even fool yourself just play at 720 and you'll get actually I would take the higher frame rates at 720 than a smooth 30 frames a second at 1080p <laughs> right so I think it's really I think it's a you know it's a it's an okay 720p gaming you know it's you know okay so well, very well, good but how how is that going to help desktop though because on desktop you're obviously going to use dedicated GPUs. So. Yeah, and I think coming out of this, because Intel did this preview where they basically, this would be like uh, NVIDIA inviting Brad in to take a look at their next generation of graphics, like, you know, before they, they ship, right? Mm-hmm. It just, it's pretty rare that that ever happens. Yep. I think, I've never done anything like it. So actually, I, I, you know, I think it's like, wow, this is awesome to get a view of what it's going to look like and what it's going to be in super thin laptops like this. And then, of course, immediately everybody took that and tried to morph that into, oh, my God, 10 nanometer ice lake desktops, they're going to suck. Because, look, you're only getting you, – because you, one of the, the negatives of ice lake that we saw in the form factor we saw was you're giving up some clock speeds, right? So Whiskey Lake is like 4.5 on single-threaded, right? So Whiskey Lake is 4.6, 4.5. This is like a 3.9, 3, you know, it's a 3.9, 4.1 part. So you're giving up about 500 megahertz going from 14 nanometer really really refined 14 nanometer to brand new 10 nanometer so then people are doing the full freak out that even if they're getting you know everywhere from what they're claiming i think they're saying what 10 to 18 percent ipc increase Mm -hmm. you give that all up in clocks so that's what people are freaking out at and then of course they're extrapolating that's you kind of you kind of had to expect that after the longer that it took for 10 nanometer come out they just kept like perfectly honing like 14 nanometer is like balls to the wall now so you kind of have to expect it to be somewhat of a transition during the switch over yeah but i i think in just looking at all the comments from everybody they really just jumped it they got in their jump to conclusion mats and said 10 nanometer ice lake desktop is gonna stink which i don't see how you can take the performance you're seeing scaled for a super thin laptop 
and then extrapolate that for desktop. I thought it was just like, you just, there's just no way. And then here's the other thing. iSync is never going to make it to desktop, right? Uh, they've said this as, as early as like May. We had a story Mark wrote about it. It's going to be Tiger Lake. So 10 nanometer Tiger Lake is what you will see in desktop. Mm-hmm. So is Tiger Lake 10 nanometers or 14 nanometer? It's 10 nanometer. You know, you can imagine it'll be, you know, their second, it'll be the next iteration of it. I have the, let me find Mark. At this point, there's, I miss the old days where it used to be straightforward. Hey, you know, the fourth gen is going to be Ivy Bridge or whatever. Uh, now there's so many conflicting, like the generations don't mean anything. It's so hard to keep track of the code names. Yeah, they they haven't. I don't even. Yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, somebody was asking in chat. Hey, how do you uh, how do you parse all the naming? with was Intel. I think I Google it. <laughs> you, yeah, you have to Google it. And the problem now is Google doesn't even know what to do because they're giving you the wrong thing. They're giving you old roadmap leaks. Well, this is not even a roadmap leak. Mark wrote this. Mark Hockman, our you know crack news reporter, wrote this in May 9th. Uh, roadmap confirms. Confirms 10 nanometer Tiger Lake chip with Z graphics, more Ice Lake and Lake Field. So when uh, when whatever the 10 nanometer process that is used in Ice Lake shows up, it'll be called Tiger Lake. It'll have Z graphics and other stuff, other goodness. So I, I think I don't know. I mean, like I think people are just really just jumping jumping ahead to to say yep. this is this is going to be. I mean, that doesn't. I'm not saying it's not going to be. It, it could be disappointing. It's entirely possible. But I don't know. Who the hell knows? And people are like they're absolutely sure. They're just making this conjecture that uh, Ice Lake in desktop is going to stink because this is like, oh my god, you're giving up all those clocks. Well, what about? Uh, so obviously this is is going to be good for thin and lights. Uh, but for desktop, you know, whatever. Obviously, it's it's going to be something different. What what about like thicker gaming laptops? Do you think this is going to be good for those? Like the the ones that you still can't tell really. Yeah, just I don't know because that's that's apparently Rocket Lake, right? There's that Comet Lake. So there's Comet Lake, and then there's Rocket Lake. Rocket Lake's going to mm-hmm. go into H parts, I think. Mm. Yeah, who can keep track? <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> so who knows? These, but this this part is tuned. Intel doesn't want to give up. They don't want to lose this this thin and light. This is a very important sector for Intel. They spent years and years and years building it up. They're not going to like let that go and let AMD walk over and take that over. So I think I think that's. That's this for what we're going to see in H parts. I don't know. It's possible it'll be fourteen. It'll probably be four. The next, I think the roadmaps are it'll be an H part in those uh, H laptops again. Forty five watt TDP parts. It'll be H. Probably adding more cores. I already have the ninth gen Coffee Lake refresh eight cores now. So that's oh. it'll probably be just an iteration of that again. I'll be curious to see if those awesome graphics chips, if they're configured the same when they land in desktops, because if they are powerful enough for decent 720p gaming, especially esports or, you know, basic games like that, it's going to be awesome if basically every new computer can be a gaming computer to some extent. Like, that's just not the case right now, but yeah, this like change that. Awesome enough to nominate it for the best GPU of 2019? <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's not my department. That's not my department. <laughs> it, it is my department, and I was outvoted. <laughs> no, you know, that's a really good point, because um, if every single every single new PC, because you can imagine that AMD will be along there, too, with their APUs, mm-hmm. if every single new box, even the, even the cheapest one of free graphics, can give you decent 720p gaming... That's that's a pretty good win for for the PC, and that's this is actually this takes me back to a rant I had against Intel integrated graphics in you know twelve years ago. Uh, it was they were basically saying 
Intel was trying to rally PC gaming because remember, you know, a little while ago people were saying PC gaming was dead, PC was dead, and uh, Intel was trying to rally people around them. I was like, this is your fault because basically they went lowest common denominator with the original Intel graphics, right? So you had the in the chipset moved in the CPU. And you got graphics in every single laptop that were just bad, right? They were just kind of like, you know, didn't matter, just didn't care. So that sort of really hurt uh, PC gaming because you couldn't take your average laptop or your average desktop and play games on it because Intel integrated graphics were just subpar for so long. Yep. And that was, I really think that was a negative that really kind of, I, I do blame Intel for almost killing uh, PC gaming because... As I've as always been told to me by people who monitor things, the the Europeans, uh, Asian markets, they buy graphics. Uh, Americans typically don't buy graphics chips, graphic discrete graphics in there. So they always got these lousy graphics, and like they really like solitaire was about all they could do on those. So this, yep. but now we have Gen Eleven, and we've really sort of like, hey, this is if your minimum is what we're seeing now, that that ain't bad. Yeah. That'd be uh, great. I'm curious to see if uh, AMD ever incorporates GPUs into Ryzen chips, the desktop chips, because they have the APUs and mobile, but it's still, I believe, even what Ryzen 3 doesn't have integrated graphics, so you need to pair it with a discrete graphics. Yeah, I think there. I do wonder where you go with that low end, because even Core i3, Ryzen 3, it, it, well, definitely on Ryzen 3, it feels like, do you really need Ryzen 3 anymore? Should it just... Yeah. It, the APU, and I think they've sort of felt that way, that... The APU is so good, we'd rather have, because you're that person, you're most likely never going to buy a graphics card. We'd rather have you buy it. Well, you'd have to anyway, but well, why, yep. why, why buy a Ryzen 3 with a, a GPU? But there are people who need it. It may also yep. be for other markets, too, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that is actually a good question. Ryzen 3 over a, a 2200G or something. Yeah, yeah. I wonder Right. I wonder if that kind of matchup would be. Yeah, I mean, do you even need this But. I guess there's always somebody's going to need it somewhere, but I w- I could see that. I mean, but mm-hmm. is it? I mean, there is a cost to adding that graphics chip in there, so yep. maybe do, are they going to have? But do you waste do you waste die space or way waste area under the package for that on a Ryzen nine? Definitely not. Ryzen seven, yep. definitely not. Ryzen five. I don't know. It's like a, a lot of people were upset when the uh, what are they called KF chips came out, the ones without discrete graphics for Intel. But to me, something like the 9900K should, I'd be fine if it never shipped with integrated graphics. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that. It's good that. for troubleshooting. It's good for troubleshooting, but actually that thing is quick sync. Yeah, that's the quick other sync. Thing. You know, I think there were a lot of people that, people who went down there and they tested the laptops and they ran all these like hardcore tests that mm-hmm. you're not doing on a, thin, a two and a half pound laptop. You're not running... You're not doing Blender. Yeah. I mean, I ran Cinebench because you have to run Cinebench, but realistically, you're not really doing 3D modeling on a two and a half pound laptop. I just wanted to get it for a reference point. I mean, you could, but you probably didn't Mm -hmm. make the right purchase decision. But it was, it's the same thing for, let me ask you, Adam. It's the same thing because the other thing that you really do get that big uplift is that, uh, is the meeting coding. So the quick, the latest quick sync engine, whatever their intermediate engine they're encoding into this Gen 11 part into the Ice Lake. It was like significantly faster than what you're getting out of all your, you know, UHD 620 stuff now. Well, and even in light tests, I mean, you did the the, the audio encode with um, yeah. Audacity. You know, like small stuff like that, I could see doing on on the thin and light for for sure. So, and and even basic video editing needs, you know, I, I I could I could see it. I mean, it's not the right tool for the right job, but if it's like, oh, I really need the thinnest, lightest, 
if I'm backpacking to Australia and I want to do a little vlog video and I need to take something small, okay, I I could see it. You could get it done. Right. But yeah. So maybe. Uh last last question uh on on YouTube. Uh a lot of people are asking uh when are Ryzen chips coming to laptops? Why 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 does Intel get to own the space? They, well, like, they keep going forward. When when are we going to see Ryzen, yeah. Ryzen on laptop? I mean, that is, uh, I think, when are we going to see it? I, I don't know. They haven't announced anything. You know, They haven't officially announced it, but clearly they are going to move those parts into laptops, and I think that is when, that's when we have a real fight on our hands. As to when we'll see it, if I just would to make a number up, either next Computex, because it feels like we've got desktops now, Maybe Threadripper later this year feels like Computex maybe for some announcements, hmm. you know. And I think you get CES, you mean, or Computex for I Mobile think, Ryzen? I mean, it could be CES. It could be CES for the announcement. Computex is almost a year away, uh, and yeah. wouldn't that be fourth gen too? I mean, well, but well, no, but it's you could be behind it. You could be. Oh, behind. true, true. But as long the as you're getting, is, you go ahead. It, a good thing to remember is that. There are already Ryzen laptops. There's actually a lot more AMD laptops than there used to be. There were a lot more second-gen Ryzen laptops than there ever were first-gen mobile Ryzen. Like, it's building steam. It just, the laptop world takes a lot more traction because there's a lot, you got to do the custom designs around them. You got to do all kinds. There's much more engineering. Uh, So it definitely takes time. Well, even we got pre-briefed by Lenovo uh, for for Computex, and they were talking about the... uh the you know bringing ryzen to their main thinkpads vignesh is asking about the a review of those we haven't even got that in yet you know so right I, i'm excited to see that especially in something like a, a thinkpad yeah especially uh, on the sure. commercial side where you know the gaming graphics performance doesn't matter that much I, I you know definitely i think i was asking what it's definitely 18 months to spool up a new laptop you know refresh somebody were saying it's a little shorter these days but i imagine that's just or, or just reiterating like spinning a motherboard for it but they're probably starting all over from from the ground up to get ryzen into laptops and it's just going to take a while and amd fanboys can hate on all you want but intel has owned laptops for a long long time they have developed a ton of technology to keep them they've been they don't even think about amd on laptops they think about how can we beat phones yeah right so yeah. they have these one watt panels now they've just there's so much technology that intel's poured you know hundreds of millions of dollars into so if you're expecting it immediately just ratchet up and to get to the sophistication of all these other things in a into intel based laptop it's it's going to it's going to be a little work. Yeah, and right? you, you so. got to think maybe maybe a lot of these laptop companies, uh, you know, took a wait and see approach with with Ryzen, yeah. and even now they're like, oh, okay, if if they're like, okay, we waited, and now it's it's good, you know, then you still have to to ramp that up and and get that going. So right, yeah, maybe CES. I could see something at CES, or at least more announcements. Yeah, I mean, um, I guess. I mean, we're just making that up because AMD has not given any K. I they haven't have their well, own actually, M- Mona Mona knows. Out. But Mona's not willing talent. to tell here. Mobile. No, but I'm just mobile, thinking... mobile announcements always seem to be like big desktop announcements are tied to events. Mobile announcements, even for Intel, tend to be just kind of like, "Hey, here's our new mobile lineup." Like they're not usually tied to CES or yeah, sometimes. Or it's, I, sometimes it feels like they just got to go when they got to go. So, True. Mm-hmm. but I don't know. It is a lot. You got to go. You got to go. AMD is a significantly smaller company than Intel and Nvidia, so 
you stretch yourself too thin, it, it makes things tough, right? So I, I just think it's people are asking a little too much of this. It'll come, I'm sure. And I do think that that is what that's why Intel's bracing itself for on, on laptops, which is where a lot of the revenue comes from for them. So Well and uh, speaking of people asking for a lot from Intel uh, how about a, a $200 GPU? Oh, yeah. I want that, Brad. I want a $200 uh, GPU. I read about that on the internet. It got pushed out in my yeah. phone to me. I wrote about that on the internet on Friday. Let's talk um, about what happened. So basically, Roger Kadori did this long interview with a Russian YouTube channel. Uh, I think it was called Pro High Tech. Uh, and it was in Russian, so it was all, you know, voiced over. And he said that they're targeting the $200 price segment first, which, you know, that's big news, you know. So I did a big article. So did several other sites uh, about, you know, Intel's Z discrete graphics cards when they launch next year are going to launch in the $200 price point, um, which I still expect is going to happen. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if they launch, they take an AMD-like approach and launch, you know, mainstream first. Uh, they will definitely have a $200 graphics card, I would think, no matter what, at some point. Uh, but as it turns out, the Russian translation from that channel, which has like 500,000 subscribers, I was more than us, they managed to botch it so bad. Uh, the voiceover translation was incredibly wrong. Um, Tom's Hardware first reported it. Uh, Intel spokespeople also sent me the transcription and the actual audio from the interview to confirm after they saw my story. Uh, that's not what Raja Kadori said. Um, in fact, if you look at the transcription and listen to the audio, he never actually says the number 200. He says that people will buy a $500, $600 graphics card. Not a lot, but it's still a good market. And they're going to hit everywhere from $100 mainstream graphics parts all the way to data class stuff. Uh, which makes a lot of sense. That's what every graphics company does. But he never actually even mentioned the number 200, much less said that they're only going to be targeting 200. Yikes. So uh, why why would they say that? Uh, you know, could this be a, an honest mix-up, or do you think this was I'm just... I'm guessing it, it, it was a, it's a Russian channel. It got translated over. I'm guessing it was just garbled, lost in translation, something like that. Mm. I mean, I don't suspect anything untoward or whatever. I think it was an honest mistake. Um, they've actually since pulled the video down, I just discovered, when I was looking this yeah, up. Yeah, I was looking for this. I couldn't find it. Yeah, hmm. they pulled the video down, which they should, because that that's a pretty egregious error. But, uh, so yeah, uh, their first graphics cards might still be targeting the $200 price point, Z Discrete Graphics, which are launching next year. Uh, but that's not what was actually said, despite that being what the voiceover translation said was said. Hmm. Well, uh, let's just assume for a second that that is the case and they target mm-hmm. somewhere like 200. I mean, what what do you think that would do? Where, where do you think it's going to hit the most? Uh, obviously, it's probably going to hit AMD a little bit more than, than NVIDIA, right? <laughs> uh, we're going to have to see. See, the thing that's interesting, I got into it in my article a little bit, is that Intel, I mean, I've said, we've said this a few times on the show, regular listeners probably know, but I don't think a lot of people know, Intel's already the graphics leader in PCs, thanks oh. to the integrated graphics that yeah. we were just talking about. <laughs> I mean, it's her... We can still make volume. fun of those, Brad. We can still <laughs> as, make fun of those. As far as volume is concerned. <laughs> so, they already are. I wouldn't be surprised if they did launch with more mainstream parts, because 
one, it'll just be building off of that. Two, it's a lot easier to sell mainstream price parts, especially I'm sure they're going to push into big box PCs and stuff like that. And $1,000 computers sell a lot more than $3,000 computers. Uh, and Raja Kadori, the graphics head and chief architect, as well as Chris Hook, the Intel graphics at least. I'm not sure if he's higher up. Uh, chief marketing guy. Both come from AMD in the recent years, and they've been targeting mainstream price points first to try, they say, to uh, you know build momentum, get word of mouth, get more products out there. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Intel following the same footsteps, especially because there's a reason that AMD has been leading with the mainstream, and that's because NVIDIA just dominates the high end. Mm. And it's I'm hoping that Intel you know comes out guns blazing. But I wouldn't be surprised if they're not able to topple the 2080 Ti's successor next year with their first swing. Well, but if, if they target the uh, more mass market lower end, do you think they could actually hit volume? I think that's another problem they might have, right? Uh, I think they're going to be able to manufacture whatever they decide to make. They have some of the best fabric foundries in the world. Uh, but... It's going to be a mess, it's going to be bloody, and it's going to be wonderful for consumers, I think. Hmm. And what do you think, Gordon? You look concerned. No, no. I, I actually <laughs> think it's when I've... It went from Friday when I saw the news pushed out that you know their their GPU will be $200. I, I thought it actually sort of validated one strategy, which makes sense, which is to be disruptive as hell. And I yep. know that people see $200 saying, oh, you know, RX 580. No, I mean like 2080 performance for $200, right? <laughs> so if you're Intel, so Intel, you basically you have nothing to lose. I mean, if you have Intel, Intel graphics, despite the we have the number one merit badge, for, <laughs> I got this merit badge for showing up all the time. Oh, that's you want a cookie for that? <laughs> but I think, I think if I were Intel, like, you know what? We got nothing to lose here. Let's just mess with everybody. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to sell you 2080 performance. You may not have ray tracing for $200. And like, I really thought it was like, wow, that is bold and it makes sense. And it just shakes everything up. Right. That's mm-hmm. just like you're in video. What do you do? You're going to cut 2080s, 2080 supers to $250. I mean, that's a bloodbath for them. Intel's got all these fabs. They got people standing around like looking at their phones at the news. You got nothing to do. <laughs> Can't make the. <laughs> You like you just crank these things out. Let's go to war. You know, let's go to war. It's like Ford versus Ferrari, right? Like, hey, Intel's yeah. like, hey, we're going to go to war on graphics. Try to keep up with us. Yeah, I long, can't wait. That- long term, yeah. Hey, we're going to raise prices. We're going to want to make money, but right now we want to we want to basically undercut them, which is really interesting because with Gen Eleven graphics and with Intel integrated graphics, people have always said like. Intel isn't really trying to be a better performer. They just want that volume. They don't want to let other people sell parts. Like mm-hmm. MX, they don't want people to sort of like buy these $50 GPUs, right? So like it's probably, but I kind of wonder like there still has been a market. MX 150, 10 watt is still, they people put in their laptops and people get super excited to get yeah. a GeForce MX 150, right? So, right. Yep. I mean, with this, I know I'm just rambling, but well, I just, I just think they're going to go to war. Well, we got people uh, in the chat asking about drivers. So, I mean, because sure, maybe they can come out and say, "Hey, we've got twenty or, or RTX twenty eighty performance at two hundred dollars." But if they have horrible drivers, well, how do you define they, horrible? They haven't been obviously as quite on the ball as NVIDIA and AMD because that's what NVIDIA and AMD do. 
uh, and people, you know, there's still a stigma with AMD, but the Radeon team, the Radeon Technology Group, since it was organized into that under Raja Kadori several years ago, they've just been kicking butt on drivers. So both AMD and NVIDIA kick butt on drivers these days. Uh, Intel has really stepped it up over the past years, too, like the past year or so, especially. Uh, like just earlier this week, Monday, I think it was. I have no idea what time it is, what day it is. Uh <laughs> Uh, like uh, the new, I think it's Age of Empires 3 came out, uh, Planetfall, the sci-fi one, and Intel had day one drivers for it. So, hmm. I mean, they've been stepping up their release cadence, getting ready for stuff. They've been changing their software around recently. Uh, they recently introduced optimization, like one-click optimization, kind of like GeForce does, uh, GeForce Experience. Uh, and, you know, they're setting the, they're paving the path already on that. Well, you know, the thing I, th- I think is, is is I want to give Intel credit for, and I know people don't think about this, but I like to play with old hardware sometimes, and there's nothing like pulling out an old piece of hardware, and you install the latest OS, because, you know, Windows does support it, unlike Google and, and Apple, and you can get Intel integrated graphics for just old, decrepit pieces of junk, right? Whereas... A, a lot of times, in Nvidia and AMD was like, "What the hell are we supporting this ten-year-old GPU for?" Right? You should just get a newer card. Go away. Yeah, they usually top out at five years. Yeah, so after five years, you're cut off. Forget it. Adios. But Intel still often supports very old uh, graphics, which I do appreciate as a as a consumer when you try to make something you know work again. So I think you should give them credit for that. As far as the gaming drivers go, I don't know. We'll see. Gordon, every we'll time see, you but, get... but do remember that. Uh... It was recent when they were doing that competitive thread analysis that leaked. Like one of the things of it is that we have more software engineers than AMD has employees. So I yeah. mean, and it's Intel. They do, they don't mess around a lot. Right. So I, I I'm sure. I'm not sure. You never know. But I have high confidence in the fact that their driver situation will be up to par when Z launches. Right. <laughs> and I say all this, and I'm going to note a fact of history. I-740 came out, only old-timers even watching this will remember, but Intel had, they got into, into, into discrete graphics. They they bought, I think, real 3D. They came out with the I-740, which turned into I-752, which turned into the integrated graphics and the A-10 chipset. But everybody, uh, media, I didn't cover graphics at the time, so I, I didn't say it, but the people were saying, all the, all the analysts, a lot of the media were saying, you know, this is Intel. They don't miss. They don't. They don't <laughs> miss. This is the end. This is this is it for uh, Nvidia, ATI. This is it for 3D effects and all these. This is like you get a big player like this is over. And nobody met. and they came out. <laughs> SM40 was like, oh my god. <laughs> so there is no guarantee that Z Graphics is going to rock everybody's world. Nope. But they they were, however, right about 3D effects. Well, they it were. Was the end. That was 3DFX. Oh, boy. That was yeah. just, what killed 3DFX? I can't remember, but was it because... What what killed 3DFX? I mean, it was just... It was really... Because I remember at the time... Just a lot of competition back then, man. Well, not really just a competition, but you remember it, it was... We went from... You had your 2D card, because mm-hmm. 2D, those cards could not do 3D effectively. Then you had your adding cards, the 3DFX cards, your Voodoo cards. And then people were like... And the the... The way everybody thought, if you were into PCs at the time, was like, I don't want it all in a... I just... I don't mind having three video cards in this thing just to do... And it was like a cool thing. And then eventually, it's like, oh, well, hell, I can do this all in a GeForce card. Why? 
I'm, yep. I'm still trying to think back what killed it. Was it Glide? I just, there's probably a lot of things. <laughs> there are yeah, probably a lot. Of, we'll, we'll never know. I, I would love to, to, I still want, we should do a documentary. I'm proposing that to Netflix. Oh, okay. yeah. History of the uh, PC gaming. They'll pay hardware. for anything. Yes, yes. I just watched an entire series, wasted 10 episodes, trying to hope it would get better. It never got better. On Netflix? It never mm. got better. But, but yeah, that was, uh, uh, going back to the Intel story, it was like, I would call it an egregious mistranslation for the voiceover. Uh, but yeah, that's it's. They did not come anywhere close to saying there will be two hundred graphics card, two hundred dollar graphics cards as their initial launch point. But I still wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Yeah, I mean, I imagine they'll have a two hundred dollar model. But yeah, it sounds yeah, like it's not gonna. The way it was translated, sound like that'll be our spearhead. That's where we're going first. You know, that's Normandy for us or whatever. And it's tough too because I mean, if they're looking at launching next year. You don't know what AMD, you don't know what NVIDIA's doing. Although I guess Roger probably knows what AMD's doing. <laughs> I don't know how you ever worked that out. I, I just don't understand. But. So, but yeah, I mean, who knows, right? Because maybe a $500 GPU that people would buy next year could be $200 because of how far everybody else goes next year. We'll have to see. A the year's a long time in graphics. That's about, you time. know... Next year is when the 20 series successors are probably going to come out. So, you think they'll who knows how far that's... Yes. Is Intel supposed to have some 7 nanometer GPU? Well, they don't have uh, I don't think they've given they haven't oh, given okay. details on stuff like that, I don't think. Yeah, that'd be crazy if they signed a deal with TSMC to have <laughs> it that'd be insane. Well, we're still before we close out this topic, uh one final note is when the original mistranslation the way it was worded it made it sound kind of like Raja Kodori mentioned $200 GPUs and HBM in the same breath. Kind of like, you know, implying that there could be HBM in these $200 GPUs. And I saw people in, like, different forums online and stuff kind of be like, whoa, is that what he said? One, definitely not now that the translation's here. The real translation that I've actually seen what was said. And that's just never going to happen anytime soon. You're not going to get HBM and a $200 graphics card. So don't get your hopes up on that. It was a mistranslation. Just saying it flat out, don't, you're not going to get HBM two and a $200 graphics card next year. So all they did was the site, um, Pro, Pro High Tech, all they did was pull the video. They didn't issue a, a, a video saying Oops. I only I embedded the video in my original article, and I just noticed it was pulled. I haven't dug the I noticed it two minutes before the show went online. Huh. Yeah, I'm not seeing anything that shows uh, Raja in any of their thumbnails. And, I, yeah, you know, it, I, I also, I, I don't think people should be overly hard on them because... No, no. We all make mistakes. I mean, you yep. know, he is probably native Russian, speaks native Russian, you know, uh, Raja's speaking English, slight accent. So, and then things, you miss things. You mishear things and things, you screw things up sometimes. And then he's probably re- relying on somebody to translate it, so it happens. As long as, you know, you come out and... I, I think the thing is you got to come out when you that screw up. Believe me, everybody who's living on this side has screwed up. Oh, yeah. you got to own up to being wrong. That's my thought. It's like you can make a mistake um, as long as there's no malice in your heart. Uh, but you need to come out and you say, yeah, I blew this. I really blew this. So I think that's, that's the way you got to handle it. Which, it's so embarrassing and disheartening, though. Like, even though this is because of a... Sh- a shoddy translation like Friday when I heard about this Friday afternoon, it just tore me up inside that I'd put out a wrong article. 
but we put a correction right at the top in big letters, even though you like again we were relying off their translation. Uh, I actually <laughs> I had to somebody. No. <laughs> I actually uh, know somebody who speaks Russian and said, "Hey, could you? Is this the gist of what's actually being said?" Had that confirmed. So I mean, I did what I could, but it, it just good, feels bad when that happens. Yeah, like. And I'm not even the one who really made the mistake here, and I feel bad about it. Well, and you definitely nobody do. goes around trying to make mistakes. Yeah, don't be too hard on them. They do their best. You just got to own it, right? And and you do your due diligence. You actually got somebody to listen to it who speaks Russian, <laughs> and you know, because I will say probably the standard of uh, of a Friday night story is just like I'm running it. This is what it says. I'm going to go with it, right? It's you don't go like you don't ask you know shoot an email out to the company you're being written about. If no, it was pretty not. much any other language, it couldn't it couldn't have happened. But I know someone. I'm like, hey, all right. So I see this. It says at six minutes and fifteen seconds, this happens. Can you just check for that ten seconds and let me know if that's just what's being said? Interesting, because uh, <laughs> I see. I'm going to do a, a segue here. Do it. This, do it. This brings us to the next topic, and that is uh, where is Waldo or where is Lisa Sue going? Because. Or is she even going anywhere? Or is she even going anywhere? Because on August 6th, was, which was yesterday, WCCF Tech, I think, uh, uh, written by Usman, I actually met him at Computex, uh, exclusive, Lisa Sue considers a role beyond AMD and prepares a successor. Oh, wait a minute. Is this the wrong story? I'm looking at, oh, wait. Maybe it's changed a little bit. Basically, the story <laughs> says, it was saying, uh, as translated in forms, Lisa Sue going to IBM, basically. Which somebody yep. had pointed out she had been there before. Is that is yep. that true? Yeah. yeah so, um, you know, of course, uh, Lisa Sue herself came out on Twitter and immediately said, uh, no, not going anywhere. Wrong, 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 wrong. Couldn't say it more. I'm staying right here. So and actually, I'm not it was, it was within like an hour or two. Like it was real quick. Uh, usually when people, when public companies put out denials, they're kind of wishy-washy PR speak. But that was a pretty clear shutdown. I think that I 100% believe her when she said, no, this, this story is false. Well, and I'm going to read it exactly So, because I'm just I'm characterizing what she said. Uh, Lisa Sue re- replying to WCCFTech.com. Just for the record, zero true to this rumor. I love AMD, and the best is yet to come. So There you go. But, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where I, I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you think about this, Brad? Adam? Just There's another. a reason you guys do rumor episodes when I'm not about. <laughs> rumors are rumors. Uh, There's also a reason why whenever people... I'm an editor, for people who don't know. Yes, I cover graphics, but I'm also an editor. You know, I am part of the green light pitching process. Like, if someone wants to write a story, they go, hey, what do you think about writing about this? Sometimes I'll be the one who goes, hey, we shouldn't do that. Uh, whenever it's a story from WCCF Tech, although they've had a few hits in the past, I would not greenlight a story based on their rumor posts unless there's a second corroborating source first. But let me say again, Usman, mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do Mr. Garvey here, uh, Pizzada, or Perzada. Mm-hmm. Sorry, sorry, Usman, got that wrong. Um, he points out, because he basically says, hey, I know uh, they've come out and they've denied this, but let me just say... Uh, I'm standing by my story, um, which is what, you know, often this is basically saying, I, I'm not making this up. I think I'm right. Mm-hmm. And look, mm-hmm. folks, I got Roger going. I got Mike Rayfield leaving. I got Jim Anderson going. And recently I got Frank Azor going from Dell oh, yeah. to yep. AMD. 
that mm. turned out to be right. So, hey, I'm not making this up just to get clicks, folks. So well, that's yep. Usman's story. Hey, I stand by it. I still think I'm the information he was given, he thinks is correct. Mm. She can deny it. It might ultimately turn out to be wrong. But he's saying, I, I, I didn't just make this up just to make stuff up. Well, uh, a couple questions from I, I believe that, too, by the way. Like, I, I think he's actually reporting what he's hearing and stuff like that. Even when I say I wouldn't just green light a pitch for our site based off one of their rumor stories, I still fully believe. I don't think they're just sitting there just going like, uh, let's make up uh, Lisa Sue's going to IBM today. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, big uh, friend of the show, Big Mama in the house, uh, says no chance she leaves before Frontier is online. Hmm. Do you? I mean, what would I mean? You, she, she is the, the the face of AMD these days, right? Lisa Sue is legitimately a, a rock star as far as the PC goes, mm-hmm. the PC community goes. And it's really funny because there's certainly how many Ace. people can you say when you talk about names? You could say Jensen. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows who you're talking about. There's only one Jensen in PCs. Don't there's even really, need the last name. Don't yeah. need yeah. the last name. <laughs> and Lisa, there's one person, right? That's just it. Mm-hmm. You say Lisa, everybody knows who Lisa is, right? So that's if she leaves AMD, how big of a blow is it to? I, how is that a rhetorical question or are you yeah legit asking i'm legitimately asking how much of would it matter if she did go i mean she's denied it we don't know i mean i when raja left you know I, a lot of people seem to think that that was a, a, a big deal but i mean they're they're continuing you on. on yeah you, on. you know if uh, i leave and this thing takes over oh no i mean on. yeah like, no nobody would, 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 would be dead we're like what yeah would be like wait who was that guy he used to host you wouldn't even notice he, for he like messed up every weeks. single every single week yeah you wouldn't even notice for three weeks <laughs> no, i not not sure not no true. i i just I, I do think like you know people sort of give these they, they're symbolic of their company i even 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 if jen says you know what screw you I'm tired of your crap over ray tracing. I'm buying an island. <laughs> go F yourself. And he left. NVIDIA would still carry fine. on, right? They'd still go on. There, there would be no, right? They'd still. It takes, especially in the world of technology, developing these things takes teams of thousands and thousands of people. It's not CEO set vision, however. So, I mean, yes. it is an important, it is an important role. I'm not trying to, you know, understate that. Like, it would be a blow if AMD lost Lisa Sue, I think. Yeah, but these things take more than a village. They take cities worth of people to develop these things. So I don't think it'd be a death blow for any any company if they lost their CEO. Right, but it would definitely it, yeah it does sting for a while. Like Raja leaving was like such a shock, especially to Intel. Well, yeah, exactly. Raja leaving to Intel is you know kind of going to a competitor. They're obviously working on a GPU, but if she went, if Lisa went to IBM, it doesn't mean they're going to start making a a consumer cpu but, right no right Raj, Raja leaving for intel was a shock but scott herkelman seems like a pretty cool guy and the radeon rx 5700 kicks a lot of butt so yeah. you know yeah yeah takes the team it does it does but you know although i guess i haven't looked at the nba offseason <laughs> yeah no it's just not steve bomber's getting him quite a team out there in la Oh yeah, oh, what guy. are you gonna do? Oh, He's gonna get to rub guy. it in everybody's face one day. <laughs> you didn't like Surface, and that was me. But my Clippers are going to smoke you all. That would be interesting, right? <laughs> Clippers winning would be. Sorry. Um. Yeah. So no, I mean, but again, officially, Lisa says no. I'm staying here. So, <laughs> although it does this, this story does I mean because. Again, he gets fed information by somebody. He's reporting, he's talking to people. 
he writes a story. Ultimately, it's his name that's attached to it. But sometimes there's this. I, I brought this up by Computex when I was talking to Steve. I, sometimes I feel like there's so much manipulation of the media these days. The way, and this is not. And of course, you could, the manipulation could be from anywhere. From this, this could be, this could be supporters of a person saying they're going to leave. This could be enemies of that person saying they're going to leave. Mm-hmm. Like if you were eyeing that role to try to step into and push them overboard, you would start spreading rumors of them them leaving right or if you're trying to you know have stock prices be a little iffy uh, yeah i mean it's the rumors are really dangerous and it is hard to un- unring that bell right like mm-hmm. even though where she's quick she immediately came out and said this is bull doesn't matter mm-hmm. we're still talking about it and yep. and it just makes you kind of wonder and and that's another part of the reason why i don't like covering them because to responsibly cover rumors like even if you hear this from like one person you got to be able to back it up from somewhere else I mean, Gordon can attest to this. We're talking to people in the industry all the time. We hear all kinds of stuff that stuff's coming out in the future, but you can't just base a story on one source. Yeah, you got to definitely. So there's a lot of work. Yeah. And then even you got to make sure there's a lot of responsibility can't be inflammatory. I'm I'm not going to toot my own horn, but I'm the one who broke that Vega. The KB Lake G was not really <laughs> Vega, Vega-ish, yep. but even that was, that really took, like, I needed to verify that before I ran it anyway. I wasn't going to just say somebody told me, so. A uh, question from Winks Cancer. Uh, do we hear much about the Intel CEO? Bob Swan? I know his name. I don't know because, his name. Yeah, I mean, he's not, you know, arguably. He was a CFO forever. He was a CFO forever at Intel. He's running the show over there now. Arguably, you could say it's very different because for AMD, a lot of its strength comes from the the community. The, the, mm-hmm. So it's actually very it's worthwhile to have these sort of you know symbolic you know cult figures within the company makes people excited like Apple users you know like hey mm-hmm. whatever <laughs> tell us we'll make that tell us how how high to jump. Um, <laughs> but I think from the Intel point of view, it doesn't they don't necessarily want to have a a rock star person mm-hmm. stand out in you know because. Because again, people get replaced. People retire. People buy their island. And now, um, I mean, look at what happened with uh, Brian Kurzanich. How we pronounce it? The last CEO of Intel. Yeah. He quit over improper employee relations. Imagine if he was a rock star. Imagine if he was yeah. Lisa Sue or whatever style kind of a thing. It would have been a much bigger deal to Intel stock price too. So yeah, because honestly, you know, <laughs> you could see like he resigned, and somebody was like, "Hey, do you see that page two story in the journal?" They're like, "Whatever, yeah. not even a big deal." Mm-hmm. But you know what? If Elon Musk turns out that he does something horrible, like, like smoke weed, came in on our podcast and was smoking dope, talking trash uh, about a, the PC, he's, a, he's already done that. Then, and he got fired for it. It would be like, then it would be, you know, right? Oh my God, the the shock to Tesla's stock would be like, it, it's immense. It's it's hard to ever come back from that, you know. So, uh, well, somebody asked a while ago. I'm sorry, I I didn't catch your name. Uh, that we should have Lisa on the show, and we can just. Oh, ask that her. would be cool. Yeah, that would know. be cool. I would love to do that. But again, you know, <laughs> she she is a cult figure in the PC community, and she is the chief finance chief officer of a company that has a responsibility to the shareholders. So she's not going to come in here, smoke dope, and throw laptops around against the wall. It's not going to happen. <laughs> so that doesn't make for generally good media, but that would be if, 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 if you ever want to quit in style, though, give us a call. Give us a call. <laughs> I mean, it really, it, it, it does. People might, you know, they sort of want you to do, there's only certain people that can do crazy things. Like, mm-hmm. and Steve Jobs could do crazy. It didn't matter. 
Like, hey, he could do crazy things because he's Steve Jobs. What are you going to do, right? Mm. They're never going to fire him. He was lifetime appointed. So, well, they they did fire him at some point. <laughs> well, you know. but that was that was yeah. before the you know. Yeah, but I just sort of there's, next. <laughs> he, like Steve Jobs. I think it would be a fun interview because he could say something bad, and the board is not going to slap him on the hand for it or fire him, right? So you got to get to that level. Like those those the the interviews that Jensen does are awesome because Jensen. Mm-hmm. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna get fired. Yeah. Jensen is a very, very integral part of NVIDIA's identity, right? So it, they would go on if he left, but it would be a bigger blow because I think he he does he does embody the company more and he can he has more free reign to do things. So what's interesting just an aside since we're on the topic, I find about NVIDIA when they launch graphics cards, when they first announce a new GPU like Turing or like Volta, they never just give you product shots. The first pictures that nvidia always releases of its new gpus is jensen in his jacket holding up the gpu right so that's just how integral he is to their marketing yeah so you know <laughs> you could yeah you could argue that in a in a if he did leave it would probably be a probably a bigger shock in some ways mm-hmm. but and you know we do know you know life goes on for everybody everything so it doesn't really matter that and also there are a lot of people a lot of awesome people who work at these companies you know oh yeah that that are unsung heroes or or do get attention but yeah it's it takes a big team a big team for sure yeah yeah but you know anyway but let's uh let's get in some questions uh because we we have a good pile of them uh to get through you you ready for uh all right go the first one gordon uh this one uh came on youtube a, a little bit ago from ss space s uh 30 3440 by 1440 at 60 hertz using a gtx 1070 would uh, a uh, that's what he's gaming at uh would a 5700 xt be a big enough upgrade uh give me one sec i will open i have a fortunately i'm working at my desktop so i can open up my things right here For, 1440p at a smooth 60 hertz Seven XT, but it's wide aspect. Oh, it's wide aspect. Yes, yes, yes. Thirty-four forty by fourteen forty. Ten seventy. Yes, definitely. That's a huge improvement. Uh, I don't test at ultra wide aspect ratio, but in every four K, fourteen forty, ten eighty, in all these games I'm looking at, it's a huge jump in performance. So, okay. All right. Uh, next one from uh, Matthew Stansberry. Uh, when will the AMD team be back to talk about Threadripper three? I don't know. When they're about to launch Threadripper three? Oh, good one. Oh. <laughs> That's about five megapixels, by the way, Brad. Thirty-four forty by fourteen forty. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's like halfway between fourteen forty and four K. Yeah. All right. Uh, next one. Uh, I, w- I would definitely make that upgrade at this point if you're uh, running into issues. But would you recommend 57HT or just go for a 2070 Super, though? Because 2070 Super is about a hundred extra dollars. Uh, yeah. And in a lot of games, the XT comes awfully damn close. Okay. So it would depend on whether or not you want ray tracing or your hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dawid, it's like David with a W, uh, asks, uh, I have a 2600X and a GTX 1070. Should I upgrade to a 3600 for uh, 144 hertz 1080p gaming? With a 1070? Yeah. I would. I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, you definitely, it's definitely 
better for gaming, but you're going from a 1070. It feels like a, honestly, a 2600X with a better GPU gives you more joy, I think, for your gaming more so. Uh, and I, of course, I w- go ahead. I would save that money towards the new G- GPU fund for next year or whatever. Well, yeah, or you wait. <laughs> oh, yeah. you can also be, oh, you can be that killjoy. I thought that's what Elena was for. You could just wait or save this money. <laughs> well, no, I, I genuinely don't think, like, if you spend, the, what is it, two or three, not three, but 200 bucks, 250 bucks on a 3600 right now, if you already have a 2600X, you're not going to see that big of a jump in performance. No, no, not enough. To, well, you know, we're going to assume that the, the what you're doing is gaming. So, yeah, I would not, yeah. I you know, I, I would think 3600X is better for, application and multi-threaded performance in general but you know i if you're looking it, mostly, it would be better for gaming but i don't know if it's 200 dollars. i don't think it's 200 dollars. good <laughs> I, I just think like your joy is mostly going to be like if you want from a 1070 to a 5700 xt or a 2070 super mm-hmm. then you'll yep. feel you get a lot more joy out of it than a 3600x so mm-hmm. if you're purely if you're talking a gaming gaming uh, application Okie dokie. Uh, Sam is asking, is it a good idea to get a Threadripper 2920X now with the price drop if I need quad-channel memory and good AVX2 support? Boy, you know, I really did not measure the AVX2 support necessarily, but but the fact that you need quad-channel, and I'm guessing not necessarily for the bandwidth, but for the capacity, you probably... I'm going to hope that Threadripper, Threadripper 3 is socket compatible. It probably will be. So you could go up there and there are some hell of good deals for those, yeah. those parts. But the suck thing is if we're talking about a new Threadripper by the end of this year or early next year that doubles your core count for this, for a little bit more money, you'll feel really bad for not just waiting five months. So I think that's that's a hard thing to weigh. What if he needs it today? Oh yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I think it's a because you you buy when you need it. You buy when you need it, and you know, honestly, if you're buying a big socket part like that, you're doing it for the PCIe support, and you're doing it for the memory capacity or or memory bandwidth. So and the core count because you can go mm-hmm. to 32 cores. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, because you obviously need that performance. You work at home. You're a contractor doing you know a visual artist. Is that what they call them now? I forget what yeah, the correct term is. I mean, you can use that. A visual artist. Uh, Spawn Camp asks, uh, would it be, why would it be impossible for HBM2 to be in budget cards? The Vega 56 is 300 brand new with 8 gigabyte of it. Uh, 300 brand new. I haven't checked Vega prices in the last few days, but, uh, even around the time that the 5700 launched, you could find one or two models on sale for about $300. Uh, it was clearly just, I believe it was Gigabyte who was selling those. Either Gigabyte or MSI. They were just trying to clear stock. Uh, HBM2, like when Scott Herkelman was on the show, you know, a month ago or whatever, even he admitted that part of the reason why the 5700 has GDDR6 is because it's fast enough and HBM2 pricing just is not reliable as they want it to be. So for them to squeeze it into a card that launches at $200 as opposed to like the Vega card just launched at four or $500. And now after two years of continually having inflated prices in low availability, they're just trying to clear a house and they're selling it for 300 bucks. That's a big difference. Let me, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, but Fudzilla, there's a story from January that said the, 
16 gigs of HBM2 in the Radeon 7 cost $320. So, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I mean, I imagine prices may have come down a little bit, but even if even if you cut that in 50% and that's accurate, then there's no way that's going in $200 graphics card. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of it had to be made of cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Charleston Lee asks, uh, should I upgrade my 6900K to a 3700X for better gaming performance? We're getting a lot of uh, specific questions. 6900K, which one was that? Well, that was a Broadwell <laughs> yeah. 6 core? I gotta go. I better look it up first before I. Uh, Sixteen hundred K. Yeah, that's that's what we have in our boxes uh, out here. <clears throat> no, it's actually a, it's an eight sixteen Broadwell E. Uh, I I wouldn't do it. I, I wouldn't either. do it. I you know. Yes, again, you might see some up, up, uptake, but I don't know if it's worth uh, three hundred dollars or whatever four hundred dollars that ship goes for. Yeah, well, and new motherboard and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're, you're paying a lot of money to make a a. a yeah, you're throwing away a ton of hardware for it. It just to me it doesn't make sense. If you're looking for better gaming performance, buy a better graphics card. Generally is the, is still the the guidance I think mostly. And the 6900K is a 32 base a 37 turbo. And you know, you're playing games it's up at 3735ish all the time. Are you really going to get that much more joy out of going up to you know 3.9? And no. I don't know if that person's actively in the chat right now or not, but something to keep yes. in mind that Gordon kind of figured out during his testing is that uh, where like the 9900K shines is in uh, 1080p, very, very high refresh rate gaming. Like if that's what you, if you're a Counter-Strike pro, it might be worth upgrading to a new chip to get better gaming performance. Um, I would recommend the you know, the 9900K, if that's the case. Uh, but if you have an 8-core, you know, Broadwell E, and you're considering upgrading the same D part, those are both expensive parts. There's a good chance you're already playing at 1440, maybe 4K, and in which case you're definitely GPU-bound, and changing the graphics chip out isn't going to make that, or the CPU out isn't going to make that much of a difference. Yeah. <clears throat> I wish that 2080 Ti was 800 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Uh, all right. Um, West, West Nile FX is asking on our Discord. You could join the Fulner Discord. There's a link to it in our description. We're having all sorts of fun over there. Uh, is asking, if shopping right now, would you buy an i9-900K or a 37... Or, I'm sorry, 3900X? For what I would do, I would probably do a 3900X. I just like core count, so that's the plus of what I what I like. I do some video encoding once in a while, mm -hmm. so it is nice to have it. And I'm just stupid like that. Um, I like I like uh, core count. So for me, my personal choice choice would be a uh, higher core count. Okay, Brad. I I would buy a 3600X. <laughs> I have oh. no oh, I have my. no reason to buy. I have no workload reason to buy either of those parts. Thanks, Elena's here too. No, actually, Elena would be thirty six hundred. <laughs> to be honest, if I had to pick between one of the two, I would probably get the ninety nine hundred K because I have no use for twelve cores and twenty four threads. That extra little bit of graphics oomph would pair very much more nicely with the graphics cards I test. Yeah, and honestly, I w I also at the same I think you really well the one may be a faster, but I think 
you will be happy with both of them. They're both really good parts. For, but, you know, clearly, if you want high frequency, 9900K still, but, you know, paired with a non-GPU-limited workload. And then for multi-core, 3900X is where to go. Uh, and uh, Elena chimed in and said, 3600 <laughs> is for the people, Gordon. I See? stand with the people. See, I told you she's going to say But then Elena said she'd probably get a 3700X for herself. Uh, no, she wouldn't. She would do the 3600 30, when it's on sale. No, the 20, she'd get the 2700X, yeah. And then call their friend up and like, hey, you live pretty close to that micro center, don't you? Yeah, it's like five, 50 miles away. Like, Can you drive up and buy that and then mail it to me? I'm only saying that because she did that once. She actually did that to somebody. I'm making that up. Uh, over on our Discord, Captain Kieran one two three asks, uh, from the gaming side, should I wait for a thirty nine fifty X or Threadripper third gen sixteen core? What would be your suggestion for gaming? For gaming, uh, yeah, I don't know. If you're gonna be gaming and need it, if you need, it sounds like you need sixteen cores. I would ask yourself. Whether you need the other platform advantages of Threadripper, if you need, you know, the PCIe channels, the memory support that Gordon was talking about earlier, if you need that, then go to Threadripper. If you want just the higher clocks that I'm sure that consumer parts bring, and you just need the 16 cores, and you don't need all those extra platform advantages, I would get the 3950X would be my guess with neither one of those parts being out. Yeah, I, I was hard to say because we don't know how 3950 is going to perform yet. But mm. um, I, Brad is right. If if you're looking for, you really need this for work because you've got to run a you know buttload of PCIe devices and you know 128 gigs of RAM, then you got only have one choice, right? And if you're just looking to be cool, then you either do that Xeon or that 32-core <laughs> Threadripper. And then even when your friend says, hey, my 3600 gets, uh, it's actually slightly faster than your frame rates. And you can say, yes, but I have more memory than you. And I have two <laughs> cores. And they'll say, yeah, but it's still faster. But yes, but I have 32 cores <laughs> or 28. So I, it's just, if you're looking for bragging rights, that you, you have to buy. Uh, oh, wait, that's the better formula. Well, look at what your friend has and that he brags about or she. And then you buy the, the next step up. I was just uh, reading a review on Tom's Hardware. They got those Corsair 32 gigabyte uh, memory modules out now. So get yourself some Threadripper and load up the slots with those bad boys. Ain't nobody going to top you for a while. You know, nobody really talks about that. That's like, I I swear to God, that's like old. (laughs) Let me talk about old school term here. I don't hear that anymore. (laughs) Remember how we used to talk about bragging rights? But now the the sort of like the current uh oh my let me I'm gonna use this a millennial term. The current meta of the PC industry is like oh well it's like gotta be about cost value performance. But you know, you don't hear about like bragging rights. And mm-hmm. I don't think is it something that millennials just don't do, they like to brag? Because I went out to dinner with some friends, we went out for Brazilian meat dinner. It was a damn good Brazilian meat dinner. My friend rolls up with his five series, you know, uh, BMW. Just He just bought a BMW uh, uh, diesel. Other friend has a M6. Other guy has a brand new Audi. Another one had like a, you know, nice three series. I got my 99 Honda Accord with a paint <laughs> all like frizzed off the side. I'm like, yeah, see that bragging rights is like, uh, you know, that's makes got a difference. Nice car. I got a, you know, what happened to that? Don't what, people like what to about do that humble anymore? bragging rights? 
I guess it's because is it because the millennials they can only brag about like the Uber that hey the Uber guy picked me up <laughs> it was a Camry oh man I got a uh, Civic well on 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 YouTube Matthew Stansbury uh, says they're so entitled they don't have to brag it's implied oh that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one I like that. Uh, we got a couple questions over on uh, over on Twitch. Uh, Trucker guy two five seven asks: uh, Is a thirty seven hundred X? I'm sorry, thirty seven hundred X a big enough improvement for gaming streaming over an R five sixteen hundred? I'm trying to think. Uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it, I would think so. Yeah, he's saying thirty seven hundred thirty seven hundred X versus so R five sixteen hundred. That has two extra cores. Yeah, you're right? going up and you're going up in thread count. You're going up, you know. Yeah, I would. I mean, that's, that's especially like, if you're streaming as well. If you're doing streaming, I would say yes, because then you're also. Yep. I mean, nobody's just simply spewing out raw raw video like we are <laughs> you go out and you you eventually have to edit that video you've got encoded you've got to deal with all this stuff i would want more cores for doing more video work um 1600 x or 1600 is still a fine part for its vintage but yeah 3700 x is a nice upgrade especially for doing streaming okay right uh and we have a uh somebody who's uh thinking of of making a gaming pc uh they're they're kind of newer to this so they they sent me their pc part picker list this is igi messy 10 on twitch uh do you mind if we go through the parts and uh yeah let's do it all right uh so here it is cpu a intel core i5 9600k uh paired with a uh 212 evo the motherboard is a Z390, pretty standard. Uh, memory, 16 gigs of Corsair DDR4. Uh, storage, one terabyte uh, Western Digital. Uh, video card is the an MSI GeForce GTX 1060, 6 gig. Um, with a 550 watt power supply and a DVD writer. Is it one terabyte at... SSD or hard drive? I'm sorry. One uh, one terabyte uh, spinning platter. 7200 RPM. Yeah. That definitely uh, ha- SSD or nothing. The tricky part... Well, it depends. Because if, you, if you're on a... It depends on your budget, where you're at in the world. Uh, because if you're a gamer, games are way too big. You can get a lot more storage on a terabyte hard drive than you can on a 256 gigabyte SSD, man. It's, uh, it's, if you're on a budget, that's a real question. Yeah, but I mean, (laughs) and also if you have like bandwidth cap limits monthly or something, you know, wrong, wrong. There are, (laughs) there are no wrong opinions, but wrong, (laughs) wrong, because the price of a one terabyte SSD is like a hundred dollars now, right? Uh, well, this one that they have on PC Part Picker uh, says 34 pounds. That's the L with the, I think okay. that's a pound, right? So I, I don't yeah, know what pound. that, I don't know what that translates What does that translate into the greatest currency in the world? I uh, would, uh, let me Google I it. would, an actual. It's $42. Uh, yeah. See, 60 bucks. Come on. No, I would, I would go back on core count. I would, you know what I would do? I would go for a cheap ass motherboard with that. You you don't need no Z high end Z board. That was going to be Shave especially Z three ninety. You don't need that unless you, you need it. Know. You don't unless you, you can don't overclock it. the hell yeah, out of that because they limit overclocking options and low end stuff. The motherboard would, is one hundred and twenty seven dollars. Before we get into that though, I would be honest. I think Core i fives aren't a great purchase anymore. I would strongly recommend thinking about going with a uh, Ryzen. 
3600X with uh, a more 3, affordable AM4. 3600. No. Yeah, it's... but those are right neck and neck with the 9600K in terms of gaming performance, and you get a lot more cores and threads. So if you don't have – some people refuse to buy an AMD because of the bulldozer era. If you're one of those people, fine. But if you're not, I would strongly consider moving to Ryzen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because people got to say that. Why not Ryzen? But honestly, you'll be fine with either of those those parts. Mm-hmm. You can choose. You can choose them all based on your own personal squeamishness. And as I like to say, you are building a personal computer for your own personal use, not for what somebody yep. on a forum is telling you what to buy. True. What GPUs yep. are you going to use again, though? Uh, the GPU is a ten sixty six gig from MSI. Ten sixty six gig. AI. Yeah. If I would save. Look, here's what you do. You go with the cheap-ass power supply. Cheap-ass power supply. <laughs> no, don't listen to him on this. <laughs> and look, I just say it's a mistake for anybody to build a gaming machine on a, on a spinning platter. That's just like, that is just no. That's where you offload the, the videos you don't want anybody to see. You don't... <laughs> well, here's... You don't... I, you, no. SSD prices are crazy good these days. Even if I, as a person who has a lot of games, I like having a spinning platter in my system because games are huge these days. But SSDs are so cheap. If you want to go out and get a 120 gigabyte SSD, just use as a boot drive even, it would tremendously speed up your PC. It would cost you like 20 bucks these days. I, I agree with Gordon that an SSD makes life so much nicer. That would be a reasonable option to kind of have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, yeah you could you could do a, a hybrid. You could do an SSD with, uh, with spinning platter, but... God, you know, one terabyte drives are so cheap now. Yeah, a lot of people are in so the chat cheap. are are, are no. saying thirty six hundred. Uh, yeah, yeah. I would well, also. That, I don't know what. I don't cost, know. Though, does I, it? I don't know what the pricing is like in the UK, but here in the US, the Radeon RX five eighty eight gigabyte uh, is roughly the same performance as a ten sixty six gigabyte. But you can find those things on sale for forty or fifty dollars cheaper than you can find ten sixties on sale typically. So, if pricing is the same where you're at, if you make that switch and switch the ten sixty out for a Radeon RX five eighty, that would give you the extra forty or fifty bucks you could use to get an SSD. Yeah. Uh, and- so uh, j- just to to kind of sum this all up because uh uh he they they did chime in and say you know uh to be honest i i don't really know much about all of this uh so i I think they're this this might be one of the newer builds so you know how about we just sum it up and say this is kind of what we would recommend um yeah i so i'm going to recommend one way to say look my feeling is you build a system with a hard drive is a great way to experience 2007 gaming. It's horrible. It's slow. <laughs> life, non-SSD, is just like, that is just, you don't want to live that life. You, you do not. I would sacrifice a lot of other things to get to at least a boot SSD, a 512 gig SSD minimum. One terabyte's not that much to ask. Uh, one way you could do it, go to Ryzen, Ryzen 530, $600, about $200. That saves you mm-hmm. forty to fifty bucks off the CPU right there. It, it says that they, they can actually sp- uh, can afford to spend a little bit more. I, I don't oh. think they're super budget constrained either. So, oh, I then, would still get the th- I would still get the thirty six hundred personally. Yeah, but I you know there's people are comfortable with either way. If you're you yep. really this is your first build, you're kind of afraid. Then first build, yep. Yeah, I would I would generally think you're getting way more for your money with Horizon, but I can understand if you want to go with you know your your brand of choice. Definitely spend extra to get an SSD. 
Yeah. Keep, do a two terabyte and a one terabyte. Uh, and just to clarify there, yeah. Uh, the, right now in your PC part picker list, uh, it, it has a Western Digital Caviar Blue, uh, one terabyte, uh, and we're recommending that you switch that over to an SSD uh, for, for better or, gaming. Or at least get a small or SSD. Or at least, yeah. Uh, a- add an extra SSD for that you would actually load the Windows system on uh, to kind of make things quicker that way. So yeah, but then you're swapping games around. It's just a pain. It's no, just a pain. The, no, the the well, oh, I see what you're saying. You know what? Yeah. Just one if you can afford a true. one terabyte SSD, just get that. That's yeah, what I, would okay. I mean, we're just living in okay. a, just a, a beautiful world of a hundred dollar terabyte NVMe SSDs. Just to take advantage the, of it. Let's the only thing that jumps out at me on this, as I would say, don't do that, is the motherboard. I wouldn't get Z390. If you're looking to overclock, I would get Z370. Uh, they tend to just be a little bit cheaper, and they'll do everything that you need, basically. Yeah. And if by doing Ryzen, it comes with a heat sink, which is a big plus. I don't know if that 90... I don't know if it's a K-part, probably does it sure. not come with a heat sink. So you save the price of that 212 Evo, which is, you know, 25 to 30 bucks. And you're saving money on your CPU, so you can do that. But again, this is not, you're not totally price conscious. So if you want to do Intel, that's fine, but definitely do an SSD. Okay. Uh, and I if, do, if that person has Twitter, I was just about to uh, say that. Yep. Feel free to tweet directly at me and I can help you more offline. Uh, also, if you look at my Twitter bio, uh, my email address for work is in there. You can feel free to email me and I can work more directly with you because this is your first build. We want to make sure you get it done right then. Yeah, definitely. And it, it, we we love we love new people coming to the PC. You know, I'm I'm still a noob compared to to these guys in the room. So I I it it's very helpful to have the access to to the, these these sorts of people who know what they're doing. So yeah, I, I hope we can help you out uh, any way we can. So uh, on to some more questions. Uh, AJ fifty three one zero eight on Discord is asking why uh, why do you guys prefer Oh no no what uh, okay sorry I'm I'm mixing the question up a little bit but uh, I know some people are on the air cooler side some people are on the uh, CLC side what do we prefer personally you may go first sure uh, a CLC I prefer because it gives you easier access to RAM it's just easier to work in your system there is an initial setting up of that is more a pain in the butt but I like CLCs because they just don't take up any space. I know there's been a lot of oddly, I don't understand where it's coming from, pushback on CLCs, but if CLCs were destroying the amount of systems that the internet says they were, they wouldn't be used anymore. Nobody would be using them at all. And clearly the failure rates are very, very small. And I would think it's really because people don't understand that when you're installing the CLC and it's got a plastic fitting from a plastic hose going into a piece of plastic, you cannot torque on that thing like, you know, like a monkey wrench. You just can't beat on it. You got to be careful with it. Just be gentle and you'll be fine. I think they're both good. I mean, you can go good with either one. Uh, in work PCs that I do, I like CLCs like Gordon because I have to get in there a bunch and switch out parts. And CLCs not having that big power cooler make life a lot easier. If you're just building and forgetting a PC, personally, uh, while fears of CLCs leaking and failing is woefully overblown, like Gordon was just saying, uh, it can happen. There are a lot more failure points on a CLC. So, And if you don't have to move a bunch of parts in it now, if you're just making a PC and leaving it there, I love the look of a big, badass air cooler. 
So I just, it's personal preference. They both, you know, work for you, depending on what you need. But I like the look of air coolers. Yeah. And, and, and I'm not against air coolers. They're up. They have good applications because clearly there's, there's less maintenance, less parts to go bad. Uh, they're also quieter. A lot of people don't know that, but generally air coolers can be quieter when they're tuned. If you want to build a super quiet system, you pick it on one of those big ass Noctua's, crank the fan speeds down and you're good to go. It's going to be quieter than most, you know, low end CLCs. So I don't have a thing against air. I prefer CLCs just because it's just easier. And I really don't think I, I again, I think the, the failure rates are, are, are overrepresented. Even even though I love uh, big, huge air coolers, I actually have an EK water blocks CLC in here with big, huge fans. So you can get them pretty quiet still. So, yeah, I just full disclaimer. I'm a bit of a hypocrite. Well, I, I you know, the only problem I, I air coolers are cool till you got to get to the RAM, you know, so that's or get to the wires up. Above. If you have it in a tight case, those things, they take up a lot of space and they're, they're, that's a negative. To have to dismount your cooler to get to your RAM or to plug in your main Sucks. power connector, it's just, it's stuck. It'll mm-hmm. make you angry, so. All right, uh, we have a, a kind of a, a multi-part question from the, the Discord from Thavex. Uh, question part one, they have a 6700K, which is four core, 4.5, all core overclocked on a uh, AIO uh, with an RTX 2080 Founders Edition. Uh, they want to upgrade to Ryzen second uh, second gen Ryzen three thousand series. Uh, what would be the minimum Ryzen three thousand series CPU that you would recommend upgrading to in order to not regress in single threaded performance from a sixty seven hundred K four core four point five gigahertz? Sixty seven hundred K Skylake four and that was original small socket, right? So Z one seventy kind of uh, era four base four two max turbo. So uh, uh, he's saying he got up to four or five. Yeah. On a Corsair the overclock. Yeah. He always slide overclock then. But I mean, the, the stock stock turbo is, is four two. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, boy. But it is Broadwell. I mean, it's Skylake. So it's a little. Yeah. I think you got to go. You would need at least a thirty seven hundred thirty seven hundred X. It feels like so. But yeah, I don't I'm not sure if you, if. Is this a gaming application? Oh, uh, they don't say. Yeah. If if you have a 2080, if you're thinking about doing this just for games, I, again, I don't think it's going to be worth it. Because if you have a 2080, hopefully... 2080 Ti. You, 2080 Ti? Yep. Ooh. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully, you shouldn't see a bottleneck in most games. If you're using a 2080 Ti, you better be, it, or hopefully, are at least using 1440p. Uh, in which case, I don't think you're going to see much of a performance difference in games going from a 6700K to anything Ryzen offers. Yeah, could be a tw- could be 240, 240 hertz panel, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, 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 uh, the question, uh, this is in the Discord, so I, I don't know if they're live, but the question almost sounds like they're not trying to get more performance. They just want to switch over to Ryzen, uh, but okay. they don't want to drop back, if that makes sense. Yeah, because part two of the question concerns PCIe 4, so... oh. So yeah, if if at least the the general minimum. Yeah, I just people you remember PCIe four doesn't get you jack unless you're doing PCIe four SSD and even there there's Yeah. I'll, I, I'll, I'll get to the do you want me to get to that second I would, question? Yeah, I, I would think I would think that if if you're looking to just move the processor for that just because you want to move to the new platform, if you try to get I don't have the list of speeds and fees right in front of me, but if you try to get a Ryzen part that's you know, roughly 4.5 gigahertz, just like 
uh, CPU that you have right now, you won't go backwards. I think. Okay. I don't think. Right. I think Ryzen three thousand is close enough to Intel three or four generations ago performance. You won't go backwards if you generally match the clock speeds. Okay. Uh, so the the question part two is: uh, Have you looked into store MI performance with the new PCIe four uh, drives? Would it be worth it to pair it with a ten or twelve terabyte three point five inch drive for games, or should I use a PCIe four slot M dot two drive for the OS and do store MI with a separate NVMe drive on the SATA two interface M dot two port? Hmm. So I've not actually tried store MI so in a long time. I don't know if it'd be worth the effort. My concern would be it sound. Did he mention games in that? Or she in the beginning? No. That was a or she. Did they? Uh, they what did they, they say? They have not mentioned gaming at all. Oh no, no. I'm sorry. It does, it does say. Uh, yeah. Would it be worth it to pair it with, say, a 10 or 12 terabyte 3.5 drive for games? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if it's primarily gaming box, I just, I just can't. I mean, why do you need? That's, are you really finding that you there's like what five games that need more than than eight threads? Yeah, if but that. but the issue is if you're talking about storage drives themselves, PCIe four, the big boost from that is going to be in large file transfers for the most part. Hmm. Um, going from a standard SSD to PCIe four isn't going to noticeably make your games faster. It's not going to noticeably make Windows faster compared to a normal SSD. It's not going to noticeably make programs launch faster. It's about the large file transfers. So, I don't know, but I'm just saying, keep that in mind. I, you know, I think thing is so. This is a person. It sounds to me that we don't know this like person. A creator, maybe. Well, I, it sounds to me like, and again, some people just like to upgrade, to upgrade. So yep. you're kind of like you're like looking around the house, like, oh, why don't I put some new molding on or something like. Or that. also, it, it could be a storage thing. Uh, you know, they're, yes. they're trying to maximize. Uh, the, it sounds like they have a, a large spinning pad, splatter drive. Yeah, spinning platter drive that they they want to maximize with PCI four. Um, so yeah, but I mean, you could do that with. I mean, honestly, the largest capacity SSDs are still SATA, which is crazy, right? For those four gigabyte. Samsung's those eight sixty Evos or whatever those are. I don't think anybody's got no. I don't think you can get four gigs onto current M dot twos given the the chip chip density. Yep. So yep. if you're looking to upgrade on that, I would just say, yeah, why not go? Why not get a four? <laughs> why not get a four terabyte SATA SSD? Or you're just looking for things to because as you know, as your parents have all said to you, you got money burning a hole in your pocket. <laughs> How about a nice ass monitor? Wide yeah. aspect ratio, G Sync panel go with that uh, twenty eighty Ti, right? Twenty eighty Ti with the wide aspect ratio, one hundred and forty four hertz. The curve panel, that's just like that's just going to make you smile every day. I think, I think if you're going to switch to Ryzen, you do it for core count for your applications. And yeah, if you're if you're using all those cores, it's worth it. If you're just upgrading to upgrade and you want to have something that's going to make you feel like, hey, I upgraded, but you're going to smile every day, nice, beautiful $600 widescreen panel, right? Or four terabyte SSD. I mean, that's just kind of like, I think going from, it just seems crazy to take like a Skylake motherboard and upgrade it. And unless you're using those, you should need the core count, right? It just doesn't make any sense to me. Or PCIe 4, like if you're a video creator and you can use that speed to help you make videos faster, Boy, then it could be worth it. 
It's hard. <laughs> I don't know. I've not seen. I've so the the use cases they have. AMD has shown off, and some of the things I have seen because I've done some testing uh, with another an AK. It's really sort of like these extreme edge case AK multi AK stream applications. Yeah, if you're editing. 8K video streams, well, then, yeah, definitely you want more cores anyway, so that's worth it. But it doesn't sound like this person is making a case for that. Yeah. I just think it's if the if the, if the person just wants to, to burn money to burn money, and there's nothing wrong with that, nope. I would do a SAT of, you know, a big-ass 4-terabyte SSD and a big-ass nice monitor and a, you know, nice, brand-new, <laughs> shiny keyboard with the brighter all RGB. Of, all of the storage options they were asking about are all good options. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just can't. I just can't. I just think when you're talking about eating the cost of your CPU, the cooler, and your motherboard, there. Yeah. I mean, are you really? Unless you're using it, where you're going to use that core count, you're not going. There's nothing that's really going to make you smile as much, you know. So sometimes it's, it's nice to to just build new things for it. No, I know, but but again, <laughs> I would honestly, I think more enjoyment factor is going to be nice G-Sync. Monitor. Damn, really nice G-Sync panel, right? That's just like. So I I think you, that would make you smile more than than going to uh, from from four core to either Intel or Ryzen eight core. I just don't I don't think it makes sense. True. Okay, uh, a couple more, and then we'll head out. Uh, this is a, a fun one from Master Procrastinator on Discord. Uh, they said, I haven't built a system in years. My current 2600K desktop is over eight years old. My last component for my new system, a 3900X, uh, will be delivered tomorrow. Anything in particular for an old fart like me you should know and take into account, particularly, and then there's a couple check marks, uh, 280 millimeter radiator, do you put it on the front or the top? They have an NZX2, uh, NZXT X62 in a Fantex Evolve X. Uh, that's the first part. Do we want to? The Fantex, the Fantex Evolve X. I have one sitting right over there. Comes with fans, intake fans already in the front. So I would put the radiator on the top with the fans positioned so that it's expelling the hot air. Okay. Uh, second one. Uh, can I sync all the RG and Bs uh, with a? They have a Gigabyte X570 board, a Corsair Vengeance RGB Pro RAM, and the NZXTZ no X62 water cooler and the Fantex Evolve X case. Uh, no, <laughs> not even. That's we actually. <laughs> Hayden ran a piece last week that we need an RGB standard. Like, yeah, and that's why because you should be able to, but you can't. They all are competing with each other, and it's stupid. Well, and and it should just go to Microsoft. I swear to God, I've had vendors tell me like Microsoft was been looking for the integration into Windows. You know, DirectX probably right. It should be. Yeah. Well, why the hell is this not here yet? For God's sake, because I'm tired of. I'm really tired of this. You know. Whenever, whenever I make a bunch of Franken builds around here for work, uh, although it's been a while. Uh, Whenever I have to mix and match component parts like that, what I like to do is you can still use each company's software to go in and change the colors. Uh, so I like to just try to find a basic color that I like a lot and just make them all the same color. So it still looks cohesive. You just got to set it to once. Okay. Unless you want a crazy, you know, if you ever look at Reddit, the crazy flashing RGB builds kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. You can just set them all on epilepsy mode and go to town if you want. That's fun, too, sometimes. Yeah. So, and I would point out, twenty six hundred K, and I know people think I'm crazy for this. Still, very serviceable gaming CPU. You are facing a lot of different bottlenecks, but I think that is a a much 
<laughs> a much better, you know, you, I can see upgrading from a 2600K versus a 6700K because. Yeah. You're going Definitely. US, USB 3, PCI 2. Remember, Sandy Bridger is PCI 2. So there's just a lot of things that not going to kill you in the long end, but it's just like, that's some old piece of hardware. There's not You're going to enjoy, as someone who moved from the 3570K to Ryzen 1800X. You're going to enjoy the hell out of that system. Nice. Right. Uh, <laughs> last, last part of the question. Uh, static electricity. Which components do I handle more delicately, and what easy steps do I take to be safe? I, I don't was, worry about don't it too much. Gordon. I just yeah. I put, put parts on the case that they came on just to make sure they don't touch each other. Just, you know, touch the side of the case every now and again. You're good to go. Yeah, and that's that's good enough. I know some people think you have to wear a static wrist. And they, uh, yeah, I if you are in a in a factory assembling ten thousand of these, yeah, definitely you need to take ESD precautions. But unless it's a super humid day and you can take a, a balloon and stick it on the side of your head or something like that, or you're, or you're on shag carpet, or, or on shag yeah. carpet, for most people it's fine. You know, you, if you if you are working on the carpet, don't wear socks. Yeah. <laughs> don't run in place for five minutes and then do it. But yeah, it's yeah. Just just touch something metal every once in a while, just yeah. to you know. Yeah, just touch the side of the case. You'll be yeah. good. Don't over sweat it. Don't overthink it. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. Uh, I remember the first time I built a PC. I was very uh, you know hey, delicate with I stuff. Got an but... anti-static band right oh, here. Perfect. Yeah, see that works. <laughs> Is it an actual? Brewed by the Verge. Oh, okay. Ooh, I, was, I was wondering yeah. if it was like. <laughs> You know, it's what? actually this one's cool. Is from Thermaltake at a show. It's actually a USB key that you can just uh, and it also it also absorbs all the static. <laughs> no, that's just it doesn't absorb. I know. I know. <laughs> I, somebody, you could in theory build up some kind of like capacitive um, wrist, you know, silicone mm-hmm. wrist thing, and then it would absorb all the energy, and then you can shoot it out your hands later. <laughs> <laughs> it would only go about a quarter of an inch, though. Very disappointing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Elena would like to add, uh, hold components by their edges. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, last question from Nori. Uh, Gordon's new co-host is looking a little dehydrated. What's their favorite drink? Oh, I think that's Adam will answer. What is their favorite drink, Adam? I, you we know, don't have a sponsorship from Razor? For- I don't know if Mona could handle, uh, Respawn <laughs> by Razor, uh. I just I just drank one on this show. Again. Yeah, see, uh, you know what? He's he's not he's just not he's well he's not just a podcaster. He's also a drinker of the. He actually he's he's drinking every single one of those except for the pineapple flavor. <laughs> no, I, I I had one of the pineapple. I I did. It's just yeah, it's not my favorite. You it, like the respawn, with, Adam. You like the respawn. Yeah, it's not it's not bad. Um, uh, but really, I mean, if I if I were st- stranded on a desert island. Uh, and I think Mona can uh, attest to this. And I just had one drink. It would be a uh, Coke Zero plus fiber. Yeah, I'm going to do that. Yeah, that's that's what Mona's into. Plus is... fiber is that is that an actual Coke product? Oh yes, <laughs> that's all we drink in Coffee Tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it, it has a white label. We've we've talked it's about this. It's got a nice smooth here. taste to yeah. it. Oh, it's like ten percent creamier. You know? I don't know what it's it like is. It's like a Coke Zero, but ten percent creamier. It really I love is. It. Love it. It's really good. It's really oh, good. So good. So good. All right, uh, let's uh, let's get out of here. I'm hungry. It's lunchtime. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Oh, you better go. Okay, I better, I'll get us out of here then because Brad's got to go. He's going to get his ear pulled. Check back next week for your Fix of PC Talk on the Full Nerd. For audio listeners, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And while there on iTunes, leave a review because every time you do, Adam gets a Coke 
Zero plus. What's it called? Fiber. Again? Coke plus, Zero plus fiber. Coke Zero yes. plus fiber. I will take another one. Please, please, yes. please review us so I can get some more Coke Zero plus yes. fiber. Send questions and comments to the full nerd at PCWorld.com. Thanks for coming. I'm Gordon Ung with Brad Charkas. Adios. Mona. And Adam Patrick Murray will hit the off switch. <laughs> uh, and uh, no, Big Mama Mona is not watching Netflix. Uh, she's more of a Hulu kind of gal. So, yeah, take that as you will. Bye.